Welcome to the Truman Charities Podcast, a community of caring. I am Jamie Truman, your host. I'm one of the co-founders of Truman Charities. Our organization has raised over $1 million for several different charities as we share our message of helping others and paying it forward. We plan to continue to educate our audience on the culture of giving. On this podcast, I will interview fellow charity founders, volunteers, sponsors, and other people in the community who will share their stories. You will hear and be inspired by their selflessness and passion for helping others. Welcome to another episode of A Community of Caring. Don't forget to rate and review this podcast for your chance to win a $50 Amazon gift card and my favorite gratitude journal. Please screenshot your review before you hit submit and send it to me via Facebook at Truman Charities or Instagram at Jamie underscore Truman Charities. Now, let me introduce my guest today, Executive Director of Feed the Fridge, Leah Kraft. Leah, how are you? Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm great. Happy Tuesday. Oh, yes. I'm so excited that you took the time to be oh, with us. It's, is it Wednesday or Tuesday? Actually, I can't remember. Okay, but it's okay. You have a little okay, like I do. So who knows what day it is? <laughs> now, I'm going to start out because our listeners don't know the story. And when you told me this, it was so heartwarming and I absolutely loved it. Can you tell me the story about how Mark's turkey fry inspired him to create Feed the Bridge? Sure. So um, Mark Buecher is the founder and visionary behind Feed the Fridge. Uh, he's also the co-owner of restaurant group Medium Rare. And I believe there are three around the D.C. metro area and uh, expanding rapidly. Mark is the biggest hearted guy you'll ever meet. Um, he's a businessman, but he's also he wears his heart on his sleeve. And when he sees there's a need, he's like, I'm going to take care of it. I don't know how, but I'll make it happen. So uh, about 12 years ago, um, someone brought to Mark's attention that uh, people want to be able to prepare turkeys for Thanksgiving, but they don't want to burn their houses down. So Mark was like, well, what do you mean? Well, when they fry turkeys, um, there tends to be a lot of incidents at, at people's homes. So Mark said, you know what? I'll take care of it. I'll fry turkeys for free. So assuming that people who didn't want to burn their houses down would come and you know, there were hundreds of people the first year who signed up for the turkey fry and um, he fried them in his uh, restaurant, which was the burger joint on, on Capitol Hill at the time. And after a day of frying turkeys on Thanksgiving day, he closed down the shop, cleaned everything up, walked out to his car and he saw what he thought was a parking ticket. And he was like, what? DC works on holidays and I just spent the entire day frying turkeys only to get a ticket upon closer look, he picked it up and it was a piece of paper and on it was scribbled. Thank you so much for frying our Turkey. We were given this Turkey by, by another service provider. We live in a, in a shelter and have no way of preparing this. So you've given us a Thanksgiving meal, please don't stop. And that planted the seed in Mark's mind and in his heart that there are assumptions about organizations, people who are well-intended and trying to do good and providing food to people. And we make assumptions about their living situations, about the utilities they have access to, about the tools, simple things like pots and pans and can openers. We saw that 84% of people who live in homeless shelters do not have access to can openers. And yet most of the time, I mean, I know through my, through my um, synagogue, there are often canned food drives not realizing that the people that we're giving them to probably don't have a can opener. So I think that experience planted the seed for Mark 
and then it was the situation with COVID that that made him say, all right, I've, I've got to do something about this now. And so that's how Mark got that original idea. Now, what is Feed the Fridge's mission? So our mission is to create food security. And we do this through partnering with local restaurants. So we, we invest in the local economy by partnering with local mom and pop restaurants. We pay them to provide meals that meet the, nutri- the nutritional requirements set forth by the American Pediatric Association. And we put these meals in fridges that we own and we have strategically placed in areas of high need. Public schools with high free and reduced lunch rates, um, neighborhoods with low income, high unemployment rates, parks and recreation centers, other community service providers that are serving a similar demographic. So the concept of Feed the Fridge is to make very few assumptions about where people are from or what they have access to when they come to us. The only assumption we make is that they're hungry and if they're hungry, they wanna eat now. So we give them access to these delicious restaurant prepared meals that they wouldn't have access to otherwise. They can take as many or as few as they want. There will be more tomorrow. And so we're feeding people and we are investing in the local economy, keeping people employed, keeping restaurants open. Now, how do you guys choose which restaurants will participate? We work with a number of restaurants, first of all, and most of them come to us, actually. The majority of the restaurants that we work with are, are women-owned and, um, and BIPOC-owned as well. And we try to create diversity in the kind of foods that we offer uh, through our fridges. So in terms of choosing, I would say the only requirements we have is that they're, they're local and they can even be a local chain. That's fine as well. But we want to make sure that we're investing in, in the local community, the local economy, and we're keeping our neighbors employed. And the meals that they provide meet our, the nutritional guidelines that, that we have set forth for the meals. So 30% unprocessed protein, 30% unprocessed starch or carbohydrate, and 30% fresh vegetables. So at least six ounces of each. I love that. Now, I know you were talking a little bit about where they're located. How do you guys decide exactly where these fridges will be located? That's a great question, Jamie. So our fridges are located in in various locations around the DMV. Currently, we have 22 refrigerators installed. We have um, the majority in D.C. are around public schools and parks and recreation centers. We have several at other community service providers. We have one in a parking lot near Fort Stanton. So it, how do we decide? Really, we receive requests every single day from community members, from educators, from leaders in the community who say, hey, I know this area gets a lot of foot traffic. There's high need here and a fridge will really benefit this community. And so we respond to that request by installing a fridge. It's that simple. Now, how often are they stocked? Every single day. Most of them by 11 a.m., And every single day, Monday through Friday, 52 weeks a year, no holidays, hunger has no holiday. So we make sure that the people who are relying on us have access to consistent, healthy, delicious, wholesome meals. Now, I have to ask you this. What is your personal favorite meal that a restaurant has provided for your organization that you've seen? Oh, um, yeah, that's a hard question. Yeah, it's a hard question. I mean, they're meals from, from the menus that you'd find at a restaurant. So I have a couple of favorites. So I love um, Chaya's Rainbow Bowl, which is it's one of our vegan options. And it's 
lots of vegetables. It scoops full of sunflower seeds with a delicious, delicious dressing. So it's very healthy. It's nutritious and it's uh, (laughs) appropriate for my diet. We also have a wonderful chef who came to, he's a, he's a very, very small business owner. Um, He's from Guatemala and he came to us through another nonprofit organization in the community, uh, Crossroads Community Food Network. He went through their management training program, is a certified food handler, and is building his catering business. And we work with him and his wife to create these delicious meals from his home country that we put in our refrigerators. And I, I love his meals. Like The rice is just perfectly cooked, perfectly flavored. The vegetables he uses are so... It's just so well-proportioned. During a time when I can't travel, it makes me feel like I'm traveling when I eat his food. Oh, I love that. That sounds so good. They're making me very hungry right now. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) How many meals have you guys provided since starting your organization, Feed the Fridge? Uh, We're just over 70,000. Wow. In a a little over a year. That's fantastic. I love that. Now, what is the need of your food? Um, How does that process look for them? Well, how does the process look for someone? How do they find a location? And then how do they do they just grab a meal or do they need to sign up? How does that process look for them? Thank you for asking that question, Jamie. That's a great question. So first, we have an interactive map on our website. So anyone can find the fridge that's closest to them if they want to go to our website. A lot of the way people find us is we are in high traffic areas intentionally so that people see us, they find us. Um, word spreads through word of mouth, um, which is the best form of marketing always. And so that's how they find us. And in terms of getting to our fridges, we have a no sign up policy. There is no judgment, no cards to swipe. Anyone can walk up, take what they need. As I said, there will always be more tomorrow. And we did this intentionally because what we found is that people were very fearful of being judged for asking for free food. They didn't want to be seen in a line asking for a handout. A lot of the immigrant populations, frankly, are so used to trying to hide and and not be seen. So we wanted to make sure that they had access to, to food security as well. And so by not having lists, they don't need a social security number. Anyone can take what they need. So um, that design is, is very intentional. Now, is there any individual or family that kind of stands out to you that Feed the Fridge has made a significant impact uh, in their lives? I love and I hate this question because it's hard for me to give my response without getting teary-eyed. So I, I speak with people all the time who just either through email or they call me or they leave a note on the fridge saying thanks. I have one mother. So I, I think the, the second week that I was in this position, this mother called me and I could hear that her, her voice was breaking up and she called and she said, I'm, I'm a single mother of four. I work full time, but even so at the end of the month, I am still short on funds and I'm, I don't want to ask for handouts from neighbors. I don't want to tell people that my kids are hungry because I don't want them to think I'm a bad parent and I make bad decisions. So we often will not eat. We will not eat enough at the end of the month. And when I am able to give my children food, I give them what I can afford, which is, I know it's not the healthiest food. And I'm a parent. I want what's good for my kid, just like any parent does. And because I'm poor doesn't mean that I don't want what's good for them. It means I can't afford it. But you allow me to afford it. And you allow me to give my kids healthy food in a dignified way without judgment. And I cannot be more grateful to you. And this mother takes two buses to get to our fridge in Langdon. 
And that's expensive because she's going with four kids. And she said, when it's not too hot out, she'll walk 45 minutes to get to that fridge. And it's a field trip. Now, to me, like I like you have young children. I have a one-year-old and a five-year-old. And when we go on a field trip, we go to, I'm trying to think where we went most recently. We'll go to like the beach or the zoo, or we'll go, you know, to some farm out in the country. And for this mother who called me, her field trip is going to a fridge where she can feed her kids. Yeah. That makes me teary-eyed. Like I'm about I know, I, so hard to listen to that, but that just really is moving and and tells you what you're doing is so great for the community and it's so needed. And so I know that listening to that, now our listeners are like, okay, well, how can I help? So how do you guys fundraise? So there are a number of ways to, to fundraise, obviously. Well, first, I will, I'll say this. I'll put this plug in. I am the only full-time employee of our organization. We A lot of what we do is run by passionate volunteers. So we can always use helping hands. And if you contact us, we'll find a way to get you involved. Our first website was done pro bono. Our second web website, which is being created right now, is done in a pro bono capacity. We have people who help us with food deliveries. We have people who sanitize the fridge. I have someone who works in a pro bono way to help me with the restaurant oversight, quality and assurance. I mean, we, we have a phenomenal team. So that's, that's one way to help. The obviously donating. We need funds to run. The most expensive thing is filling our fridges every single day. We reimburse our restaurants at the rate of $6 per meal. So every $6 that is given to us creates a new meal for our, for our fridges, for people to eat, to fill bellies. We are looking for corporate sponsorships. We have corporate engagement opportunities. At the moment, we are creating a regional steering committee. And if you or someone you know might be interested in joining that steering committee, let me know. We'll send you an invitation. You can join. We're, um, it's going to be via Zoom. We're sending you dinner and wine. And you'll be in great company with other business executives around the region. We're also having several, as long as things are okay. In uh, late September, early October, we're planning on having a couple intimate fundraising events. If that's of interest to you, let me know. You can contact me on the website. I was just about that. Yeah. Yeah. So if somebody's interested in volunteering with you or just giving a straight donation or holding one of those private um, fundraising events for you, how do they get in contact with you? And is the donation, is it right on your website? How's that work? So you can donate directly from our website. We also have a, a GoFundMe account. If you want to send us checks, our mailing address is on the website as well. And you can email me at Leah, L-E-A-H at feedthefridge.org. Again, Leah, L-E-A-H at feedthefridge.org. Just go to our website. There's a plethora of ways to, to get in touch with us. And even if it's just to brainstorm, there is no such thing as a wasted conversation. I think we are very much a grassroots organization. We've been able to deliver 70,000 meals based on grassroots efforts. And every conversation matters. Now, I have to ask you, what inspired you to become the executive director? Well, I think if anyone gets FaceTime with Mark Buecher, you just can't say no. Um, <laughs> I, I, I had my own consulting business and I, um, I was building it. I, had, um, I crossed paths with Mark and I started volunteering for about three months, helping him with development leads and things like that. And then I sat down with him for coffee one day right after he had been vaccinated. I was not vaccinated yet. I think it was like 20 degrees outside. And we sat outside and, and had turmeric lattes and... 
I was about to like share my list of like fundraising ideas with him. And then he just asked me if I wanted to be the executive director. And I see so much potential here. And, and this organization is so innovative. Its approach is so innovative. It's, it's, we're a pro-business hunger organization, which is such a unique concept. And I love that we're also showing how the restaurant industry can play a major role in eliminating hunger. And, and so there are so many things I loved about this. I was just thrilled to be offered the role and I'm genuinely excited to, to be here. What is your website one more time? And I want the listeners to know your social media handles so everybody can follow all the wonderful work that you guys are doing. So our website is www.feedthefridge.org. Our Twitter is at FeedFridge. And our Instagram is the same, at FeedFridge. Well, thank you so much for coming on and telling us all about your amazing organization, Feed the Fridge. And thank you for all the listeners for tuning in to another episode of Community of Caring. Until next time. If you would like to learn more about our organization, please follow us on Facebook at Truman Charities or Instagram at Jamie underscore Truman Charities or check out our website, trumancharities.com. I hope you enjoyed listening and hearing stories of selflessness and caring. Thank you so much. And I will see you next time.